From OT Brainstorm, here are some radical ways to solve the GAA's Dublin problem. Could regional franchises and budget caps overcome GAA conservatism to create a level playing pitch for all 32 counties? By Connor Murray from DCU. After a sixth consecutive All-Ireland Senior Football Championship win, it is clear that Dublin's recent dominance has generated considerable controversy. Certainly, we've seen more controversy around Dublin than when the Kerry footballers from 1978 to 1981 or the Kilkenny hurlers from 2006 to 2009 had their periods of dominance. It is worth remembering that maximising the output of Ireland's most densely populated city was deemed of critical importance by then GEA President Sean Kelly at his October 2004 appearance at a Dáil Committee. The one place where we need to change, we're trying to address this, is in urban areas, he said. Fast-growing urban areas present a big problem from everybody. I am chairing a committee and on 22nd November, the Taoiseach will launch our plans for Dublin, which will involve us in trying to get a greater market share for ourselves there, to get more clubs up and running and to have more people playing our games, first for enjoyment, but also to raise standards. We will employ a number of coaches, three strategic personnel and three development officers in three Dublin regions. A robust blanket defence of Dublin's achievements includes former GEA players and management and even a former GEA president, citing the efforts of volunteers or the quality of work done in the gym, for example. The arguments of those in the opposing corner coalesce broadly around two areas of perceived advantage for Dublin, namely population and funding. Given that almost every detractor is likely to be from a county outside of Dublin, how do these arguments stack up geographically? Using census data and GEA annual financial reports and borrowing a current GEA format, we're able to map the total games development funding for the six-in-a-row period from 2015 to 2020 and population density in 2016. During this period, Dublin received over 5.6 million more than the next highest recipient of games development funds, namely Meath. While it's perhaps justifiable that the most populated counties receive most grassroots investment, the geographical disparity alone means that Dublin had 1,441 more people per square kilometre in 2016 than Leitrim. However, the remarks of then-Director-General of GAA, Parik Duffy, at a Dáil Committee in 2017, suggested either a reluctance or inability to slow down the juggernaut that the GAA had perhaps inadvertently created. We still allocate a considerable amount to Dublin, he said, because there is a huge level of activity there. Clearly, if one were able to remove that funding just like that from those clubs, they probably would not be able to afford to keep those people, full-time development officers, in place. Radical solutions have been proposed since then, such as splitting Dublin in two, but this would mean the jettison of numerous GEA sacred cows if they were to become reality. This brand of selective GAA conservatism means we have yet to progress beyond the mere suggestion being raised after Dublin win the Leinster final by 21 points. But how would these options look if we were to indulge them a bit further than previously considered, both rugby in Munster from 1966 to 1973 and soccer during the emergency years have flirted with inter-county cup competitions contrary to their established template in the past? In keeping with the arguments of the current debate, let's borrow one broadly demographical and one broadly financial template from other sports. In the United States and India, the principal American football and cricket competitions respectively feature professional franchises located overwhelmingly in the largest urban centres of those countries. 
if we were adopting that template for Ireland, a 10-team football championship, complete with a centric franchise name and title sponsor stadiums, might feature signs like the Dublin Daredevils, Limerick Lobsters, Warford Warriors and the Galway Gibbons playing at the AIG Stadium in Dublin's GEA Quarter, the LinkedIn Limerick Grounds, PayPal Park in Warford and the Apple Stadium in Salt Hill, respectively. A second option might be something similar to the budget cap introduced by Formula 1 in 2021. Applying this to GAA would see the previous season's worst performing county given the largest set budget for the next season, down to the previously best performing county given the smallest set budget for the next season. The current economic climate would suggest that any revolutionary change to the existing model is unlikely, so don't expect the Bertie Bowl complete with virtual halftime show this year at least. But remember that rugby union fully embracing professionalism and a Premier League breakaway from the Football League in England would have been considered unlikely at the beginning of the 1990s. Based on a piece for RTE Brainstorm by Connor Murray from DCU. Discover more at rte.ie forward slash brainstorm. <laughs>